us this is friday july 2nd 2021 and um i've had a couple episodes uh topics on my mind to uh share but i think that one of them that it's probably more pressing right now especially in lieu of uh seeing some uh older video of interviews with dr F- uh, neely fuller jr as well as um dr francis cress welsing and dr henrik Clark, the idea and construct of white supremacy and the white supremacist system and world system of control and suppression of all quote-unquote non-white people. I think at the source, it really goes back to the very nature of respect and control over land territory property and i say that in lieu of uh, an experience i had uh, a couple of days ago on my birthday i'm going to detail how that ties into the interview that i'd seen of dr neely fuller and him describing the system of white supremacy and how it works as well as experiences where a microcosm of how the world has been and is currently controlled. Uh, I had an experience of within the bar. Bear with me, we'll be right back. All right, so we're back and I'm gonna discuss this uh, experience I had several days ago in a bar and how that is a microcosm of the world at large and the system of white supremacy. So, NBA playoffs are on. Phoenix Suns are playing and they're trying to close out their opponent, the LA Clippers. Bar is packed. It has a few single solo top tables and I'm seated at one of them near the entrance of the bar. I'll say the demographic makeup of the bar uh, patrons at this time is probably 90 something percent uh, quote unquote white or Caucasian. I'm sure you had a mix of here and there of uh, other different ethnic groups, but by and large, that was the predominant majority in the bar. I have no problem really with that because we're in New York City, say versus um, somewhere out in Utah (laughs) or the Midwest or down south where the numbers are significantly higher in their favor and you have really no experience where you're completely isolated as an individual outside of the quote unquote white people that are in predominance now while the bar is hopping music is playing people are talking and feeling back to normal like pre-covid era what you have is a group of young 20-somethings caucasian males rowdy little intoxicated 
coming into the bar and looking for land space. They're looking for a place where they can set up shop and corrals and carry on as they were from wherever they were coming in from. I am not actually consuming alcoholic beverages at this point. I'm consuming non-alcoholic Heineken Zero. And so I'm observing and looking around and just seeing who or where they, this group of uh, young guys would go. First thing they do is stop in front of the table that I'm sitting at. Mind you, I should also preface my comments by saying that to the left of me was a, a gentleman of Middle Eastern descent or ethnicity, I, I assume. And I assume that because of him interacting with me just prior to the group's arrival and he was asking me if I was or which team I was rooting for and then if I was a fan of Kawhi Leonard or if I was saying that you know you're rooting for Kawhi right and I was like no why would you say that and he's like and just you know kind of gives like a a confused look and grin and then he goes well I want I want the Clippers to win I said, okay. And he's like, well, well, who are you rooting for then? And I said, well, I don't really even have a team in this race here, in this game. I'm just watching as a pure fan of basketball. And he's like, so you don't want the Suns to win? I said, look, whichever team wins, the best team wins, that's fine by me. My team is not in the playoffs, so I'm not really that invested. I'm just, you know, saying that because while it is technically true, I'm definitely leaning more towards Phoenix than the Clippers in this game but I don't want this stranger to know that at the outset because I don't really feel like divulging that so I give him the information that I want to give him but moving right along as we have this little you know back and forth and this group comes in he also has a single tabletop to himself there are other tabletops that have like four to six people at them and then there's booths that also can seat four to five or even six people. But this group of about, I would say, maybe six or seven, uh, ranging like mid-twenties, maybe early thirty-ish, and then maybe one or two gentlemen and clearly in their, let's say, early fifties and late forties. Among them. Now, the gentleman to my left, who's initially engaged me in conversation who's made these assumptions that I must like Kawhi Leonard or the Clippers or be rooting for them and I'm asking him well what gives him that assumption to assume that I was rooting for them and he doesn't elaborate instead he she kind of shrinks back and you know smirks to himself and it's fine he continues to probe and the more he continues to probe the more I continue to play this intellectual game with him of Let's see where you're taking this. But in the course of that, members of the group of young 20-something white euro, I mean white boys, decide that they want to get their drinks. And now they're looking for a place to land. They're looking for a spot or a table to sit at, you see. And they're surveying the bar briefly, but they're looking at proximity to their immediate location. 
and they see that on the other side of this single solo top table, there's one stool, but one stool is not enough for all of the members of their group. But one of the members of the group feels bold enough and wants to take the stool, but he knows proper etiquette would be first to ask the person who is sitting at that table if somebody's even sitting on that stool and if not whether they would mind if they could sit on the stool that would be the proper way of going about doing things and i see initially that that process is going on that thought process anyway is going on within the mind of one of these young white kids however What's not going on is the actual follow-through in reality of the thought process. He decides he's going to sit down first, place his beer on this gentleman's table first, and then turn and see if there's a reaction to his encroachment, to his violation of this person's private space and personal property at that time. And I say that because... He is the person who was there first. He is the person who's in possession of the territory, the table. So he has a right to determine whether or not he wants somebody sitting with him or not sitting with him. The same goes for myself. The only difference between our two tables is that I don't have a secondary stool on the opposite side of my table. So I'm observing what they're doing. And eventually one of them turns around. And he asks this gentleman to my left if if he minds if he puts his beer on his table. And for the most part, he says, no, he doesn't mind. He's okay with it. Now, the rest of the group is still rowdy and screaming and carrying on and acting like pretty much jackasses. Much like, you know, young uh, kids would do. But it's, it's to the point of, like, cornification. Doofy and goofyism on steroids because you're looking at it and you're saying what the hell are you screaming about and yelling about where the game is just into the middle of the first quarter and you're going crazy on every little basket that's scored by the Phoenix Suns which led me to believe that most of the people in that group were Phoenix Suns fans because I don't understand people jumping up and down and screaming and yelling as if they just won the Super Bowl off of a made basket. When the game has three quarters still left to be played, it doesn't make any sense. Or so I thought. Now, once the group gets their beers, another one decides that he wants to turn around and he's surveying. I'm noticing this guy eyeballing me. He's sizing me up. And I'm playing along. I'm looking directly at the television to the right of me in the corner of the bar that is showing the game. But I'm also keeping my vision peripherally on this person as I see him approaching the side of my table. And this guy is a little bigger, heavyset guy, looks a little bit twisted, but is cognizant of the fact that this table is occupied by myself and I'm not giving off any vibes or energy saying that I am inviting or want anybody else to join me so he's hovering and eventually another friend of his turns around 
and the two of them I can see are now eyeballing my table. And because they don't have a table and there's limited to no bar space for them, they pretty much just have to stand where they are or move deeper into the bar and look for another area where they can hang out. But they don't want to do that. They want to stand right there where, where they are. Some of them partially obscuring my view of the television. Some of them still directly hovering right in my immediate vicinity. Now, there's a bouncer there. But he's not really paying attention. He's just more observing the entire bar room while checking people who are coming into the bar. I'm paying attention to the guy to my right as well as the game. And I see the dude wants to, and he's he can he's almost seething inside without asking. Decides he's gonna put his beer down on a table. So now I'm already pissed but I'm not verbalizing my displeasure with that move just yet I want to see how far this guy is willing to push it once he does that now I turn my attention from being split between the TV and him to directly looking at him and his friend now becomes aware that there is a recognition via eye contact between the two of us that something is not right. And he immediately comes over and he recognizes his friend has overstepped his bounds because he has assumed that he is welcome to put his personal property, his beer, onto my personal property, my table, the land that I am in control of at the time because he has no place else to go and doesn't want to look or wait for a vacant table he decides he wants to take what's not his microcosm of the world at large and white supremacy this entitled mindset this privileged mindset that they have that anything and everything that they want is theirs for the taking and that anybody who is in possession of those things is irrelevant is of no consequence to them now his friend recognizes the disrespect that is going on and he's telling his friend hey what are you doing get your beer off his table and the guy doesn't want to initially do it but he does it and the guy looks to me and he goes I'm sorry everything's cool we're cool I say nothing now focusing my attention back on the game the guy has not left the immediate vicinity. He's still standing off to the side of my table. But he's holding his beer while kind of rolling his head in a small circle, but staring at me like if he cannot stand the fact that he doesn't get to put his beer on my table without having to ask me for permission to do so. And I'm laughing on the inside because I'm saying to myself, this is my birthday. Sister-in-law has already told me earlier in the day, don't get into any trouble. Don't get into any fights with anybody. Don't beat nobody up. (laughs) As if I've been getting into fights, which I haven't. Haven't had a fight in probably since college, what is that, 20-something years? 
But anyway, digressing. This guy is seething. And so, now an older gentleman in the group, one of the 40 to 50s uh, year old gentlemen, turns around. And I'm seeing the energy of this group. The younger idiots mixed in with a couple older and I'm not going to call them idiots because I don't know them to be so. But just from the interaction with the first of the group. And then his friend who had some common sense. To the guy who imposed himself on my neighbor's table. And several others in their group who are still in their own good common sense. Hovering together in a group but not engaging in trying to usurp other people's table the older gentleman turns around and he also wants to put his beer on my table but he recognizes that I already have a hardened unfriendly stare on my face because he knows I'm observing what they're doing see this is a game this is a psychological game that they play first so prep to see what type of person you are and whether or not you're willing to defend your territory or your property you see so this guy starts to try to make small conversation talking about oh it's a great game and who are you who do you have money on and i say i don't gamble he goes oh well all these guys they're gambling okay so who do you want to win I don't have a dog in the race, I tell him. Oh, well, these guys, they they have $20 a piece on one black player on the Phoenix Suns. This guy, I don't think, really plays or starts much. But the reason why they're going crazy, which I didn't understand initially, I said, if they're Phoenix fans, they're super overzealous Phoenix fans because the game is still ongoing. It's early in the starting and they're carrying on. But the reason why this guy is explaining now is because they each have $20 on this one player to score one point in the game. And if this person scores one point, they'll each win $400. So now they're carrying on and craziness makes more sense to me. Gentleman to my left, who one of them in their group tried to and actually did encroach on his table he also is telling me that he's not a gambler, but he's just downloaded some DraftKings app. So I said, well, isn't that for online gambling? He goes, yeah. So I said, oh, okay, so you're becoming a gambler. And he chuckles. And we have a little laugh about that. And I go back to focusing on watching and observing the guy who initially encroached on my table my personal space by putting his beer down and the rest of his group and this older gentleman who's now also engaged me in side conversation you see i'm looking at it like you're trying to distract me so that i will be welcoming and not pay attention to what you're trying to do but i'm not the average person i am not going to be unobservant of what's happening around me i'm going to engage you at the same level of conversation that warrants your attention and response, while at the same time 
being aware that if you try something, our conversation will immediately switch from an innocuous one about this sports event going on to why the fuck are you trying to take over my space? Why are you trying to invite yourself where you're not wanted? Hang on, we'll be right back. All right. Sorry about that brief break, but um, getting back to the story. So, once I see that this interaction is really more of a distraction, the guy's like, oh... That, that that stare that I was initially giving wasn't very friendly, you know. He's trying to lighten, I guess, the mood or the energy that I'm giving off by still giving me information about how their gambling works and whatever. And I'm playing along because, again, this is a game. So you have to balance your mood your energy and your responses around. And I'm seeing, again, I'm not stupid. I'm outnumbered, not just by that group, but in, in general principle in the entire bar. Because it's like I told you initially, it's predominantly Caucasian. Paying attention to all of those things and not consuming alcohol. So there is no miscommunication or misunderstanding on my side because I'm stone sober I'm watching this guy again and the guy is swirling and I see that he wants to again start to go to putting his beer on my table now another young friend of his in the group comes up and he turns around and he goes hey you mind if we if I if I put my beer here and I said if I'm alone I'm alone, so I don't want basically anybody putting their beer down on my table. Now, I don't say that last part of it. I just said, if I'm alone, let you know, I don't want you there. The kid takes that and turns around disgusted and upset because he knows I don't want you putting your drink down on my table. You're not welcome here. Your friend is not welcome here. And the dude to the left of me, the Middle Eastern guy, he's like, oh, I mean, they're just they're just really drunk. And I said, you know, see, the problem is people don't understand these days. You never know who you're dealing with, who you're coming across. I said, now, if I was the wrong person and this guy continued to do this disrespectful act of trying to ignore the fact that I don't want you or your presence, or your friends, or your property, your beer, on my property, the table, that something would happen. More than likely, I said, just imagine it. I said, if I was a person who was not in control, I could easily just take this other beer bottle and break it over this guy's head. (laughs) And this guy says, he goes, oh no, you don't want to do that. I mean, I, oh my gosh, I said, I'm not going to do that. I said, what I'm saying is, if I were another person who, in their mind, this violation 
would warrant them acting in that fashion. These people would all freak out and act as if there was something wrong. Because in their minds, there's nothing wrong with them encroaching on somebody else's property. There's nothing wrong with them taking without asking. And even if they ask, not respecting the right of the person to refuse their entrance into their territory or property. This is what it comes down to on the world stage. People coming in to foreign lands, insinuating themselves, pretending to be friendly, all the while, ravening wolves inside, wanting to take over somebody else's property, somebody else's land, somebody else's resources. Feeling entitled and maddened and frustrated that someone dare stand up to them and say no. Now, I assuage my neighbor's sense of immediate tension and violence that may come from just the statement that I made to let them know that, listen, ain't no punks here. I don't care how many of them there are. I know I'm outnumbered. I I might lose, but I'm smarter than that. So I'm going to play it the intellectual way. And I continue to observe and have engaged this conversation with the guy. This kid comes and puts his beer down. And now he slams his beer down on the table in frustration. Now I'm looking at him. And his friend comes over again. Says, hey, whatever the guy's name is. What are you doing? Get your beer off his table. Like, stop playing around. Like, get and the guy says, see, he's drunk. So I said, it doesn't matter if the guy's drunk. See, you would use that as an excuse for your bad behavior. Can you go drunk driving kill somebody and say well i really shouldn't be punished because i was drunk no you can't and if you know that you get wild crazy belligerent disrespectful when you drink or you get drunk then you shouldn't drink to that level or maybe not drink at all these are basic common sense principles that i'm telling to my neighbor and he's in agreement he knows but he still wants to avoid conflict That is the issue. I want to avoid conflict, but I'm not going to shy away from it. If somebody brings it to me, unprovoked, simply because they want what I have. And this is the point that I'm trying to get across to them. And what was already instinctively understood by the one of the lone members of that group of 20 somethings who could see, because he wasn't drunk, that what his mates or friends were doing was going to lead to an altercation. You see? Long story short, the game moves on. The guy still holds his beer. His friends buy another beer. He's standing there now. He's two-fisting it. And eventually, his drunk ass exits the bar. I hear he fell down somewhere outside the bar. Uh, Phoenix wins and at the end of the night while I'm thinking that the situation is almost over the guy comes back he's still wanting to vent he still wants to slam his beer down on the table and at this point I'm like you know what I'm not going to feed into that energy you see because you already lost 
you never got to sit down at my table. You never really got to take over and have your buddies take over the table, which is what I'm sure he was hoping and dying to do. And because of that, in his frustration, he wanted to slam his beard down for attention to see if he would get a rise out of me. But he didn't. He ended up leaving as his friends all left. And sometimes that's how it works. But we all know in reality, usually wars happen after that. There's some sort of genocide on either side or just an all-out bloodbath and the winner takes over the, the territory. I don't know why, but I think that it was almost like a a message from God in a sense because the same time that I'm having this experience we're seeing that the G7 summit is being convening and the world is being prepped for the recolonization of Africa China leading the forefront all these nations are looking to prep the world to justify going into Africa re-enslaving and colonizing Africa, taking all the natural resources from the native peoples of Africa for their own, and willing to justify any means necessary, including the system of white supremacy or whatever other group wants to assume that mantle. So, we're being prepped We got to watch, we got to prepare, and we got to defend ourselves and defend what's ours. So I will dovetail this episode into another one where I'm going to address anti-black sentiment being replaced and usurped and covered in mainstream media with anti-Asian hate crimes or attacks and how we're being now vilified and replaced our plight is being covered and pushed to the back burner as if the most pressing issue is not anti-black sentiment worldwide and abuse and murder and genocides but hate crimes against quote-unquote asians so the next episode this has been steve jobber for the world according to us stay tuned Just a side note I want to add to the episode. Um, I forgot to mention this in the telling of the story. At the conclusion of the rowdy group leaving, including the belligerent one who wanted to put his beer bottles on my table, I continued the discussion about the experience that I just had with my neighbor of Middle Eastern descent. And he was still of the mindset that he wanted to avoid conflict and just be fine with whatever. And I said, some people are like that. They can do that. But the issue is respect and asking for permission to join and partake of somebody else's resource. And they have a right to refusal. And if they refuse, you can be upset all you want, but you cannot act as if they're in the wrong because they choose 
not to extend what you want from them. Now, another gentleman of Russian descent uh, came and met this person this of Middle Eastern descent at his table after this group left. And so I just said, you know, let's let's see where his mind is on this situation. Am I off base? Am I wrong for standing my ground and not wanting to yield my, my table to this jackass? I personally believe, no, I'm not wrong. But I want to get the census on from somebody else outside, from the outside looking in. And so I asked this guy, his name is Tim, and I say, Tim, would you, if you had a table like this, minding your business, see that somebody else comes over and wants to insinuate themselves at your table without your permission, would you have a problem with that? He goes, no, not really. Well, it depends. But most likely he would be fine with it. And I said, right, you would be fine with it. Why? He said, well, because... I mean, it's kind of crowded, and you know, if I'm if I'm not using that table, then or not having somebody there, it shouldn't be a problem to share the table. I said I can see that point, but can you see if the person doesn't want to ask you and wants to just take it? Would you have a problem with that? He's like, mm, I don't know. Again, it would depend. See, that kind of thinking to me was like. So you clearly don't have a sense of ever being violated. You must be one of those people who are in that privileged group. You see? So I said, look, let's think about it in terms of what's going on with Israel and Palestine. What is there a conflict over there for? What's that about? Is it not about land? Or is it more to it than that? And... When I brought that up, the Middle Eastern guy next to me said, oh, now you're going to get me upset. I said, oh, this is interesting. So when it affects a group that you are a part of, now you're invested. Now you see the need for defense and self-defense and standing up and protecting your territory. I say to the Russian guy, Tim, what about, perfect example, when Russia annexed Crimea from the Ukraine. I said, do you think that that was something that was acceptable and was cool? Did the guy go in there and ask the Ukraine for that territory or did Putin just take it? And he goes, well, that's different. And he goes, believe me, the Russians didn't care. And I said, exactly. You're speaking from the perspective of the Russian people, the ones who've invaded the territory. He goes, no, it's different because they were already living there. They don't mind, blah, 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 blah. The people would just laugh like, so what? I said, no, you're looking at it from the wrong perspective. If you're a Russian citizen who lives in the Ukraine, who lives in Crimea, and you hear that Putin is bringing troops in there to take over that territory, you may not mind, but the Ukrainian people will certainly mind that troops from another power are coming into their territory and taking their land right in front of their faces in broad daylight. You don't see anything wrong with that? Very telling. Very telling that his response was that. But he got it at the end of the day. 
he recognized that, yes, that was wrong. You don't just get to take somebody's territory and, and have no recourse unless you know they have no power to exact a consequence upon you. And that was the same attitude and the same energy that I was receiving while sitting at my solo tabletop. I wasn't going for it. They knew that there was going to be a fight for it. And most likely, even if I were to lose, somebody else was going to lose with me. I think that is part of the reason why the wisest of the guys in that group of young 20-somethings decided to tell his friend, listen, get your beer off his table. Because he knew it wasn't going to be a good outcome. And why allow something like that to happen if you don't have to? If you can just be mature enough to say, hey, got to wait my time. This is somebody else's property right now. Eventually, if it's vacant or if I find another place where I can go and sit down, that's what I should do. Some people have that wisdom to discern that. and Some people have the arrogance of privilege and white supremacy protecting them and blinding them to the fact that times are changing. People are not going to put up with bullying and just getting away with taking what's not yours without permission any longer. And so that is the conclusion of this episode. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode. Until next time, this has been Steve Jabba for The World According to Us. Take care.